you're not on a microphone talking. And you can't be in the room. There's no way you can be. Love you, honey. Her presence will still be in the room. Uh, but that that's what was going to happen as we try to be serious here. Let's just, we'll probably, I don't know where we'll start this episode, but my wife was in the room. Hi, I'm Frank. This is Al. What up? Uh, we were just having a discussion between the two of us, and my wife was in the room. Normally, we are in different cities talking remotely, um, and my wife was in the room. And everything we, she would say, or we would say, she would have a comment on it. Yes. So I said, why don't you grab a microphone and be on the podcast? And her question was, why? <laughs> and I explained that she was commenting. I don't even know if she knew she was talking to us the whole time, but she was texting, having a better conversation, <laughs> and commenting with us. So I said, do you want to do the podcast with us? And she said, no. I said, well, then please leave. I think I said it maybe not quite no, you that didn't. nicely. No, you didn't. <laughs> but she knew. But it was like the third time I tried to tell her either you're on or you're off. And she was not getting the picture that you can't comment from off mic on a podcast. It's then we just have to relay everything but you're saying. But that's so her. It is. And we'll have her on another episode because people, people really liked her on the episodes um, or the one episode that we've done so far. And we have to have content because we're going to record a few of these today. Yeah. So we're actually recording on the 4th of July. Oh, so we are mentioning uh, that. Well, I guess we are. You I, treated yeah. the 4th of July like what? some closeted, like just some side. I'm worried about it. Chick. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I was looking at Twitter and such today to see how people were reacting. Some people like Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World, this big declaration of independence thing. Uh, When I was growing up, and tell me how it was for you, when I was growing up, the 4th of July was the coolest thing in the world, celebration of the country for for me uh, in our neighborhood school and all that type of stuff. But now a lot of people treat it as though, well, it's not the 4th of July for everybody because there are groups of people who are treated poorly and um, I'm kind of – I'm more worried about who I'm going to offend by saying happy 4th of July. Is that a weird thing to be worried about? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if you're going to ever offend anybody. I think what you should be worried about is you uh, opening yourself up to a conversation that you probably don't want to have. Uh, not that it's – you know, just because when you're living your life, you don't want to – unless you're in a situation where you're like, let's sit down and talk about how you feel about the 4th. A lot of times, Happy Fourth is the same as Merry Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Passover. Just kind of something like a way that you just show genuine affection for somebody and keep kind of keep it moving. So I don't know. The Fourth, I think, is now a battleground, like everything is. Uh, we look at these shoes that uh, that Nike just pulled um, that were Fourth of Fourth uh, of July edition shoes that had the thirteen. Uh, 13 uh, stars for the 13 colonies. Um, those got pulled. And so everything is used to add fuel to the fire. Uh, 
you know, give fuel to one side or the other, have another side re- rebute what the, uh, is that a word? Rebut. Rebut. What the, what the other side says. And so, like, I don't know if we're going to have anything, Frank. Whether it's football, whether it's the 4th of July, there's always going to be a, should we be doing this right now? Um, first of all, I want to I, I wanna say this is a shout out to Randy, who uh, was tweeting me and you, the, the, the both of us, who's a, a listener who came over from listening to us on the Pat McAfee podcast, oh, was cool. telling me that I was interrupting you too, uh, too much. Really? So, oh, yeah. No, didn't you see that text I sent you? Yeah. Or maybe you don't leave. Yeah, I, yeah, I, there's a lot of text. Things go in and out. Um, so uh, I'm actually I'm working on this because I do tend to ask questions in the middle of things. And you said a couple things right there. So Randy had tweeted me at, or tweeted us and said uh, he really liked both of us. And then he thought that I interrupted you a little bit too much. And I think that's I think that's a valid point. And when we are in different places uh it's difficult because we're trying to get something out of each other and you're not in the same room and i am just an interrupter to start with if i hear something that triggers me i immediately want to ask the question sometimes it's better to wait for the person to finish their entire thought which is what i was trying to do right there and i'll get back into what it was um but i wanted to acknowledge randy here and and tell him i'm working on this randy i'm i i am i think i think he made a valid point and I think it was a good point, and it helps me because I do when I listen. I listen back to some of the podcast stuff we do, right? And I and I even after we're done, sometimes I will say, uh, "You'll say, oh, I thought that went well." I'm like, "Yeah, but I took us on a couple of you know weird tangents. I wish I hadn't gone on, so we could come back." So the two things um, after we did, I did that little aside uh, about Randy and trying not to butt in, and so in that in doing that, I went off on a tangent to come back and made the podcast. FYI, hard, I'm Randy. Hard That's to my follow her name. Um, Two things you said uh, is that when putting yourself out there with the Fourth of July and being ready, have to having to be ready for comments to come back at you. Do you see that as a positive? Or a- I don't know if it's a positive. I don't know if I like where we're going. Um, and that everything is so combative. And I'm a person that stands up for what he believes. Uh, I believe everybody should do the same. Uh, you should stand up if you feel that there's any injustice or you feel like something can be improved. That's, I feel like, how we progress as a species. But I don't know about you, but like when you go on any form of social media, I feel like I've just got into a car where people have been arguing for two hours and you just walk, you just say, hey, hey, what's happening in here? And so it's weird. You're like the child in a uh, broken relationship with parents. You're the you're the kid they're they're fighting over, right? Uh, or not fighting over, but they're trying to use you almost um, against each other. I, to me, everything's a fight, and thus nothing becomes a fight, right? Because everything, if you're seeing a battle all the time, you just get used to it. I think it's. I feel like it's you know with uh, violence. And we get acclimated to seeing violence everywhere that violence doesn't mean anything to you anymore. That's what I think is going to happen with all the infighting uh, about everything. It's the 4th of July. I, I look at this stuff. I go, I get it. I, I get it. Because I didn't look at As long as you look at it from other people's perspectives. Because I remember going to a comedy club. And, um, and I remember a comedy club owner telling me that he had 
black comedians on the 4th of July. And I said, why is that? He goes, well, they, this group doesn't always celebrate the 4th of July the same. They were... Right. You know, it's not. The, That's interesting. Just from a business perspective, like there's something I hadn't thought about. Yeah. I mean, it, and I, I didn't even understand it. And I had to, it, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. I Obviously, I'm being very careful how I say all this because I don't mean any of this in a negative That's way. That's just interesting. Any yeah. type of thing. But it was earthquake. So I opened yeah. for earthquake on 4th of July. And I was like, wow. Uh, I thought this was the hardest weekend of the year to sell tickets. He's like, not for black people. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't mean it in a mean or derogatory way. He's like, that did, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, mean a, that. it wasn't, yeah. the, it wasn't the country for that group yet. And I was like, right. well, how did I miss that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, well, I can tell you because I'm white. Yeah. Right? That's, and, I, I, and why should you? I mean, that's, you're like, you're, thank I, you. I appreciate you like taking a second to walk a mile in another person's shoes, but like, it, it would take a while because if you're just a white dude on Fourth of July, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, y- you don't have any obligation to to investigate why this might not be the same for people of Hispanic heritage or Black heritage. But the fact that you do is, I think, but, should be commended. Okay, but is it now more? I mean, as we get, as we progress, and you see things getting better in some ways, and think people trying to fix things along the way. Do you, you does, does that bring more people into the fold and say, hey, there. this was set up for a certain group of people to start with. It was older white, it was white yeah. guys, right? I yeah, mean, even not even women really white women, right. yeah. yeah. So as that progresses and we get it to be, to because they thought they meant everybody, right? Right. They, it wasn't like they were- Everybody that matters, yeah. <laughs> that's what they thought. And I think yeah. it was landowners too yeah. at the beginning, right? This is where we need a, uh, a scholar. Of, I, I think it was definitely landowners though, yeah. Uh, but that was, and they they got they changed these things along the way, um, because they thought, hey, we're doing this wrong. But like even my own perspective, like I didn't even think about this from another person's perspective. And it's something I've tried to do over the last five or six or ten years. I'm not even sure. As yeah. I got, as I was around more people that didn't look like me and didn't have the same experiences, and I, I have nothing against. I, listen, I'm all I'm I'm. I've never been a huge Fourth of July, like uh, celebrator. Yeah. But I, I like the fireworks, and I'm glad we're to be honest. I'm glad we're in this country. We got lucky. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's I I I don't like the battle of people saying, "Hey, you're bad because of it." Right. Just, that that that's the weird thing. Well, and that's how you immediately lose an argument because you've turned somebody off. Once you just go, oh, you into this? Well, then you're a bad person. You, you can say, like like we were talking about, you can say, here's why, like when the earthquake was like, oh, black folks, we'll go to the comedy show because the fourth isn't that big to us. But earthquakes not coming at you saying, Frank, see, that's why you suck because you didn't realize that we wouldn't. And by, see, there's a difference and it wasn't, to have that. There's a different way to have that conversation. It wasn't Quake who said it to me, right. club owner and some people around there. I was... I, I never even got to talk to Earthquake. Yeah, right. It, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was about to say, but <laughs> locked you out the green room. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, it's no different than like having a Jewish comedian on Christmas night. I mean, right. certain holidays don't, they, they mean nothing to other people. When I was a kid, I remember um, I used to work at this indoor baseball, softball, batting cage kind yeah. of place. And I remember, because we didn't have a lot of Jewish people where I went to school either, or I guess I, maybe I didn't pay attention. But I, Wait, was I, that called? Heaven? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
so uh, I remember a, a, a father of one of the kids who came to the baseball batting cage. He said, I can't believe you're open on whatever it was, maybe Easter or something like right. that. And he's like, usually we can only go for Chinese food and yeah. a movie. Um, but now everything's open all the time. So that's not yeah. even true anymore. Stores are but open it, on Christmas Day now. Christmas morning. Yeah. That's. Uh, but there are secular people who don't. Mm-hmm. It means it's another day to them. Yeah. So to to them, I mean, I'm not even, as we talked about before, I think I'm not even sure what I am. I just, I have a lot of hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, some faith, I think. But I, I don't know. I don't claim to know. Um, okay. So the other thing that made me wonder is you start talking about the Nike thing. And... Um, so the Nike shoes came out, the Betsy Ross flag, right? 13 original colonies, um, which puts us back in history quite a bit. People getting mad about the flag celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colin Kaepernick uh, became a part of it and with Nike, supposedly. I don't know if I believe any of it, first of all. Does that, does that yeah. make me too uh, much of a cynic? I First of all, why do you pick the Betsy Ross flag? Uh, well, I guess they were special edition Fourth of Fourth of July, uh, you know, editions. But uh, you know, I think the other issue with it is, I guess, in what because I've read up on it a little bit. I guess uh, some alt right groups have been using that flag as a symbol of like basically these are the good old days kind of thing. Right, but it's almost a new stars and bars, and so I think that that's. Why? Because if I had seen those shoes, I mean, what? What? Because sometimes the Philadelphia 76ers, don't they're like sometimes they're Sunday when they wear those Sunday kind of specialty uniforms. You know, how every NBA team is a different kind of uniform that's like only for right. uh, national TV televised games. I thought they had some kind of jersey that had the 13 stars. Or some kind of version. I'll look that up. Um, but I never, you know, in, well, that's a question then, Frank. If those shoes are a problem, the Philadelphia 76ers, that's for 1776, correct? Yeah. So sh- should we have a problem with that? You just get that logo. But we have a problem with the Patriots. But it's the same thing. You keep going, you, as you keep going back, you could, you could tear everything apart. Dude, just, you don't have to go back. You can go back to the 80s. Like the WWF wrestlers, the Kamala, the Ugandan giant, that didn't age well. He, he was a headhunter. <laughs> he used to come yeah. to the ring with a white guy whipping him, and everybody was like, great. Did he really? He really remember. had a manager that had a safari hat on. And uh, <laughs> I remember being a young black kid and just being like, I don't know what this is, but something's wrong here. I was like, I just feel weird looking at this. But I don't remember yeah. Kamala coming with. His manager's name was Kim Chi, I believe. And if I get that right, I want so everybody that's listening to send me $20 because that's amazing. I haven't thought about that. Like, there was another Samoan guy, too. Didn't they become a tag team? Yeah. They, yeah. And his, wasn't Mr. Fuji his manager, which is another. I didn't age well. He, uh, but he threw some magic dust. <laughs> yes, the, he, there was always an unidentified foreign object that would be the ref would be distracted, hit to the back of the head. How do we get on this? But yeah, I yeah I think everything. But is the, is, is offensive? Okay, so but you don't think that you don't actually do you, no. I think every but everything could can be made offensive, right? And like when I look back at if I did look back at an old wrestler like you know like let's Kamala. You know, 
Am I offended by that? No. Do I look at him and go, wow, that's really messed up? Yeah. But I mean, that's part of our history. We are evolving on a minutely basis as a species and as a society. And I think we have to give some credence to that. So going back and trying to retroactively punish certain things, I, I think is a slippery slope. So people got mad about the Betsy Ross flag and then saying uh, this whole thing about, see, it's about the flag, the Kaepernick and stuff like that. But I don't see that. I don't I don't agree because um, you can have that argument on its, and whatever else. I don't care about that. But to me, it was more. This is a this is the Betsy Ross flag. Why not just celebrate with the flag we have currently because we right. have progressed, right? I mean, with all the country's faults, hey, you learn. I mean, we. I think we've talked about this before as well. But Mexico, I don't think it was originally Mexicans, right? It was Spaniards right. coming over, and there were Native Americans or Native people there. Right. And though that Native became, North Americans, yeah. Yeah. So that became people of Mexico at that because it wasn't Mexico. It was just a territory that was created at a certain point. Right. You can look back and see all the bad or the conquerings that have happened throughout the world. Everybody's pretty bad. And they bad. were not smooth transitions. No. They were rolled up to your shore, killed all the guys, raped all the women, and then they took your stuff. That's what happened everywhere. Human beings were, were uh, I'm listening to uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Podcast, which, again, I don't know if I've mentioned before. If, if somebody taught history like this, I wonder how many lives that would have changed in that it would have made history interesting. And I think it would have spawned other people kind of doing careers that branched off of it because he talks about history not in like memorize this date when was jfk shot it's more like why things happened and what people's mentality was when people would invade it was it's really fascinating but you know just listening to like what the mongols uh and the huns and the moors would do to conquer which all those that you just said yeah sound like uh racial racial epithets oh really i was gonna say they sound like biker epithets. gangs epithet. epithet what did you say you, th- you said they sound like what uh bike uh, biker gangs i think the mongols are one i could see the huns being one but just like uh i i think it was the the moors uh he said that in order to because they're they're conquering other warlord factions i mean these guys are crazy too they would capture them, and instead of killing them, they would eat like a a live rat in front of them to just show you like we're crazier than you. Would. And that's how they got these guys to fall in line and actually made slaves out of these insane people. So history is crazy, you know. And it went from a lot of bloodshed to then just a lot of injustice everywhere. Still dealing with it, but we have to understand that we're a work in progress. And uh, you know, uh, you look at the the presidential race, the Democratic one. We have an openly gay man running. How much talk have you heard about it? Not much. A black woman has put herself right in the mix. Not that much talk about it. Cory Booker, black. There's not. It's not this. And can you believe it's a woman of color? Like people are really just talking about our policies. Elizabeth Warren, and that's the way, woman, I think that's the way it's, that's good, yeah, right? But it took us a while to get here, right? And so, like, uh, you know, I mean, I you look back at you know in 1987, the concept of a black quarterback with uh, with Doug uh, Doug Doug Williams was unheard of. So, I mean, there have been a few, but I'm you know, and now we're we're talking about a black female president, possibly, or just running for president, and. 
I don't probably even, just okay. running out. Probably. probably just. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. President. Sorry to even bring that up on your on your day. Call me sir. I'm <laughs> <laughs> cut that. That's, no, that's I like. like that. I didn't mean that one. Like I read, I heard this thing where uh, that somebody said if he says sir in a story, the next part is going to be a lie. Really? Like there's some. That's why I said sir. It wasn't. I, yeah. It's going to sound terrible because that might have sounded like a racial thing. I was trying to make oh, that. Every, I, everything's but, a little bit racial. But uh, yeah, I mean, I realized <laughs> I had to, I had to backtrack and think about that. Oh boy, that sounded even worse. Than, <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to sound bad in one way, but not the other way. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of feel like it's almost like uh, you know how they say, and it's a little off-putting, but they're like, yeah, in in every kitchen, you know, there's a little fecal matter on everything. Because people's hands are touching things and right. people are disgusting. That's how race, racial stuff is. Right, but it's a little, it, I, that, it's a little that, in everything. But see, that that comment when I said "call me sir" had nothing to do with race. And but it's then more of our BDSM relationship. Right. Yeah. But then I had to think back and go, left. "Wait a second, people could take that the wrong way." Yeah. And now I have to rethink it. Well, like, people are going to take everything the wrong way, Frank. Right. And which is what we've been talking. Yeah, and that's their right. They are allowed to do. I remember, but I didn't mean it that way. Dude, I, I'm, you just unlocked. You know, like in uh, NBA 2K, if you played enough, you can unlock like a Hall of Fame player like Kareem and play with him. You just unlocked a weird memory. We were on my show, Daily Blast Live, Monday through Friday. Check us out. And um, I was joking around. And for some reason, we were talking about the subject of cars. And I go, you have to be a certain age. And then you you just look up and you own a white Mercedes. I was like, no young people have like white Mercedes. It's like an older person's car. And so an hour later, I get a tweet. Did you say only white people drive Mercedes? And it's like, what right. are you saying? But it's like, you have to understand that like, we, even though we have the commonality of language, what I say to you is going to hit your ears different than it's going to hit your wife's ears, different than it's going to hit somebody that doesn't agree with you's ears. It's just the same words are going to hit people differently. Some people will be profoundly moved by what you say. Some people will be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The same exact sentence. So you have to be willing. I think that's the price of admission. If you want to play, if you want to have discussions with people, you have to understand that just some people are going to misinterpret, mishear and, you know, walk away kind of feeling some type of way, as it could say. But don't you think the person who comes at you with the, did you just say only white people drive Mercedes? Yeah. Is looking to say that from the beginning? Because I, I, if you listen to what you said in the whole context, that's not yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but the, you have to understand that what that the Mercedes-Benz conversation, that conversation is put on top of, let's say this person's 40 years old, 40 years of their life experiences. Let's say they grew up in a small town. They may have never, <coughs> they may have never spoken to a black man. They may not have any <coughs> context for the references that I use. They might not have any, I might talk too fast. I might talk differently. So the things that I'm saying are hitting their ears differently than you, a dude, you grew up playing sports. You grew up in a fairly large town so you, you you you're now in entertainment so there are black people there whether you know it or not you're just used to being around black folks you're used to being around jewish folks you're used to being around mexican dudes but there a lot of people don't have that experience they just don't 
And so when the first time they meet somebody and, uh, you know, they kind of have a, a, a Spanish accent, they're like, I don't understand what he's saying. What? And you're like, ma'am, he just said, where's the bathroom? But to them, just that accent, they're like, I don't know, he's speaking some kind of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> it just like, but that's not doesn't make them a bad person. They but, just don't have any but experience. But it's not, it's not the people they don't necessarily like or don't understand. It's the culture right. a lot of the time. And we, I think, end up combining those things. Mm-hmm. Like there's culture and shared experiences and people, um, and it, a lot of it goes back to the way, because of the way people look that they get treated a certain way so their culture forms that way or it's traditions and stuff. Uh, it could be a, of a few different w- ways. But sometimes it's just culture that clashes and confuses people and then people turn it, I think, into racism and the racial thought when it's really just, oh, you're just a different group. You're a different yeah. tribe than me. I don't understand. And they, the people either talking or the people observing just don't understand that and it becomes another third party watching in on that and going oh that's racist it's like but race had nothing to do with it i don't think it just had to do with hey we come from different worlds different backgrounds different experiences i don't understand where you're coming from on that so right yeah i mean if you take take like a, a group of people like the mormon the mormons obviously mostly white people if they want, if they went and hung out with a bunch of white folks that lived in Key West, that are on their uh, fourth uh, Greyhound at the bar at ten thirty in the morning and just drinking margarita, villing it all the way to the end of this life, they would have a lot less in common than a, a bunch of conservative Southern black folks that go to church four times a week. I think the Mormon people would have more in common with these very rural, very Southern black people than white people that look just like them, but happen to live a totally different lifestyle. I think the things that that Mormon father would say to that Southern black preacher with, they would, they would speak much more of a common language than the white guy at the end of the bar saying, Hey, I know you're a Mormon, but today we're doing another round. Like, you know, those people are are almost a different species, even though they look the same. So I think like your your common experience, and especially like where you come from, what your dad did, what his what his dad did, what his how him and his grandmother interacted, all those things lead up to you misunderstanding. When I say at a certain age, everybody gets a white Mercedes, all those things feed into you not hearing that to that not hitting your ear correctly. It's not just you were you were distracted. It's like there you you have no training for having a discussion with me yet. Right. But and vice versa. It's at that point it's like let's all just take a step back and make that observation that you just made like hey we all come from different con- contexts let's not attack each other because of something somebody said. It's always that hey did you just it's a finger pointing kind of thing instead of asking it nicely. That's it somebody could say Al did I hear you um what did you mean when you said this? Because I was just a little confused. Is yeah. that did I hear this? And put it off on yourself. If we did that a little bit more, and I tend to do that because I am trying to understand and not be uh, aggressive when I'm asking questions. I try to put myself as the person. Hey, maybe I didn't understand this correctly. If we all did that and gave people the opportunity to say uh, to follow up and give you the full context if you missed it. But every, but I don't think people are doing that for the most part. I think people are looking for the fight. There's nothing in it 
for anybody to have that to have a pleasant discourse. The way that you move up on the social ladder, the way that you move up in, in the virtual social media world is if, if you ever look on on uh, like YouTube videos that are coming up next, they're always like they've got these words in like not Al Jackson and Frank have a pleasant conversation. Al Jackson owns Frank right. on the statue. Frank takes down libtard. You know, it's like they, the, the thing is, the pleasant discourse doesn't get clicks. What I need to go is I, I am outraged at what uh, that club owner said about, uh, you know, black folks on the 4th of July buying tickets. I am, I, Al Jackson loses it over that. I don't. I just have a question about it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But if we want to get clicks, if your life depended on clicks, if your livelihood depended on clicks, you which title would you use? You need the title that's going to be more salacious. Frank takes down Al over Fourth of July shoes. That's going to get a lot more clicks than Al and Frank have a pleasant discussion about the ins and outs of the Betsy Ross flag and how it should be applied as, as a logo on a shoe. It's just where we are. That's it's even so another, weird. That's even another question. I know that's... Uh... Switching gears a little bit. I yeah. know you can let me switch your gears anytime, but oh, um, turn the mics off. Calling back last episode. <laughs> uh, but it's it, is it even odd to put the flag? I saw some of that too as people were complaining. Is it even odd to put the flag on a shoe? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about it, there's so many different. I mean, to me, I'm not complaining either way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm just asking questions. Yeah. And if you're going to complain, uh, they, you know, they're. They, they're not Nike's bad because they took the the shoe away, and just because of Colin Kaepernick and all this stuff. And you're going, was well, it even good to have a, a flag on a shoe in the first place? I mean, I don't. Again, I don't have a problem with it. I, right. I, it's, I, it's not an actual flag. It's a, a symbol. A symbol. Yeah. It's it's really um, that. But people then, everybody gets in a fight about it. Like people start taking the sides. And they're not even sure what they're fighting about. They just want to be fighting because they know or they think I'm fighting this side because their 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 morals, their ethics are different than mine. But maybe they just put things in a different perspective and they have just the same amount of ethics and morals, but they look at it differently. But, you know, I think what's lost when we have these discussions about, you know, Kneeling for the for the for the pledge, uh, putting uh, certain flags and logos on things, and how you should respect the flag. It's not about the flag. It's it's not even about the symbol of the flag. What people are, what people take away when you say, "I'm going to kneel for the flag," what you're saying is, "I don't like you. I don't like what your father stood for. I don't like what your grandfather stood for. I don't I don't like what your family." What this is how people take it. They look at themselves, and this could be whether they're from born and raised in Italy or born and raised here. People are very proud of where they're from. Right. And when you seemingly attack that, even though you don't, your question is more. Uh, it could be just a a, a logo question, but they are not hearing that. What they're saying is, when you question, is this flag okay to put on apparel? You're questioning my entire family's history, their legitimacy. What you're saying is like my dad going to World War II, my grandfather doing this, my grandmother putting four kids through college on the GI Bill. 
that means nothing to you. That's how they're taking that. That's why people take so much offense to that to the Colin Kaepernick thing. They look at it as a personal attack on who they are as a human being. I don't know how many people actually care about the flag. The flag represents everything that is them, everything that they see their kids becoming, everything that they see this nation in their eyes to be. So when you attack that, you're attacking every facet of their life and of their livelihood and who who makes makes up who they think they are. And that's why you see that vitriol. That's why I think at least. Yeah, I, part of it to me is, listen, I remember being a kid and not paying attention during the national anthem and my dad smacking me mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. you know, pay attention here. And we weren't an overly, he wasn't an overly, isn't, I don't know, he's still alive super patriotic guy my my grandfather and my mom's side uh they were more they more fought um and were in uh the armed services and stuff my dad was just like hey just have some respect here yeah and it was not maybe not even for the flag but for the people that he saw that flag was an important symbol to yeah and that's what we do in this day and age i think of uh, social media, and we all have our own opinions out there all the time, and forget that the, the you know, some sometimes you can worry a little bit about the collective. I do all the time. I think about it. I'm like, what am I doing here? It hurts me in entertainment, mm-hmm. like because a lot of times it's just about saying exactly what you think, and then you get all the news stories, and then people will um, people will come at you. Right. I mean, yeah. but you have to be willing for them to come at you. And I don't really like that, but I'm trying to slowly get myself used to it so I can get in that limelight. So I'm not just to do it because I'd rather just say the things I'm thinking. Even on this podcast, I'm very right. careful. Yeah. But the, uh, like but I couldn't have to be. But I couldn't be. Listen, I, I originally when we were going to do uh, I was going to do a podcast, it was going to be me and another white guy. And I was like. We can't do this podcast and talk about the things I want to talk about um, because it's just be two white guys. Like, we can't talk about women's issues, you and I. We need a female perspective. We need a, at least one woman yeah. to have and come at that from. But from, they get so mouthy, Frank, that I think we should just talk for them. I mean, there's truth. Okay. There's truth I'm to what you say. Fitting facts is what the kids say. No, I, I know. Sure. I feel what you're saying. And uh, uh, mansplaining until that was a term that's out i was just like oh i've done that before yeah but everybody you know? <laughs> does that everywhere my yeah. wife explains things to me too yeah it's not really guy- <laughs> i mean everybody goes across my wife will tell me what guys think and i'm like we all do that to everybody we just assume we know for from observation right and the mansplaining thing yeah i think it's out there sure but I think everybody explains something for there's white splaining, there's black splaining, yeah. there's there's every kind people tell me I do certain things because they look at it from a different perspective, and they're probably right. Yeah. But I can be right at the same time coming from my perspective and saying, Hey, but this is what I see. We can everybody forgets two people can be right and saying different things because they're looking at it from a different perspective. Right. It's that uh, and I've said this before, it's I'm over here, you're over there. And you would say, No. I'm over here. You're over there. It's just looking at it from a different point of view. That was super simplistic. And I was like, that's exactly right. I mean, it's if, <laughs> if, you, look yeah. at it, if you look at it three-dimensionally, we can have this argument. Let's just do it. I'm over here. You're over there. Yeah, well, 
then we can make an existential argument of like, are we really anywhere? No, you're supposed okay. to say no. You're supposed to say no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm over here. You're over there. Yeah. Look, I'm sitting right here. No, so I can't I, be wrong. No, I am here. You literally, I can touch this table. I'm out. Right. It, it's I'm ridiculous. Sitting, sitting here. No. Yeah, you're sitting there. I'm sitting here. And and sane. I feel like we're at a. I got into. I got it. Yeah. That's I, first of all. That's great. Save it, that, save Isaac that for the Isaac doing PR. How'd that look? Still look real? Did it feel real? Because I was really going for it. That was good. I, I, was, got, I got some of the feels. I was, I was, I was, I was practicing acting there because I we thought should, we had a shot. We should do a scene. Maybe not this pod. Just like maybe Isaac could pick like just a random scene, like from Death of a Salesman. First of all, I'm a horrendous actor. Horrendous. I can tell. Oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I think you're exactly right. And I, I, I think that when we we started calling conversations arguments. And once you label a conversation an argument, then somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. And that's why we're never going to go anywhere. It's because, like you said, if we have this conversation, wait, wait a second, we are kind of both here. And at the end, what does it matter? We're both doing a podcast together, 50-50s. And then you can have a discussion. But if, if it turns into a screaming match, it's going to go from I'm over here and the reason I'm over here is because you always – and then it goes somewhere you don't want it to go. And that's how most arguments go because – the argument is never about the thing. It's about the thing behind the thing. So if you're not worried about arguing, you can just have a conversation. <laughs> that was that would have been so much better done like an Italian. It's never about the thing. It's about the thing behind the thing. Dude, I kind of felt my, my inner Sonny from Bronxdale coming out too. <laughs> He's out of your life for $20. Um, I think you made a key point there too. It's about winning. Everybody wants to win and it kind of go, it goes back to your – uh, you know, Al owned Frank on that one. Yeah, uh, it's about winning. It's look at I, the sports shows; they even get points for making comments on the sports show. Good point, Frank. Give them four points. Like, what the hell? What? You know, yeah, everything's I mean, kind of a combative. All the morning shows are well, that combative. That came, I think, from that embrace debate thing. Mm-hmm. The PTI which, model. Yeah. Um, I think it actually became it was less PTI is st- it's kind of an argument but I think it's based in reality as mm-hmm. opposed to first take which I don't which with Skip and um, Stephen A when it was Skip and Stephen oh, A Oh yeah I I don't always believe the takes people have No like you you look and you go there's no way that right now Skip Bayless believes that um Let's say is the best player in the NFL actually playing in the NBA? We'll tell you when we come back. You're like, what? Yeah, that's I mean, that's, <laughs> that that's silly of a tease. But I'm saying, even they would they would take somebody who's like uh, uh, the uh, I can't even think of a of a poor in a bad NBA player right now. I'm trying to think of somebody who's very average uh, right. is or pretty good. Is Michael Tucker the best player in the NBA? How much better is he than LeBron? It's not right. even no. You can't actually believe that. That's that's so phony. But I'm yeah. more upset that I couldn't think of a name more quickly. Yes. Who was he the came g- up with Michael Tucker? Yeah. It sounds like the kid that she used to bully in elementary school. And now you feel bad about it. And you think about him in your nice house. Like we were really rough on Mr. Tucker. <laughs> I wonder. I'm gonna look him up. I think I was the kid who got bullied. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Who was the Who was the guy? And he was a white guy on. The Cavs, that was like the dirty player. 
Uh, Craig Elo? No, 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 no. More recently, in the last, uh, he's back on the Cavs. He went to the Bucks for a little oh, bit. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, oh, the Australian guy. Yeah, Deli. Yeah. Dela Dova. And, yeah. And, Dela Vadova. Is it Andrew Dova? I think it. He was on the Cavs title team, too. Matthew Dela Vadova. Matt Dela Dela Vadova. Yeah, he went and got paid in Milwaukee and came back. But, like, that, they would have an argument like he's the second best player in the NBA. And you're yeah. going. You're you're nuts. It's just, but they'll make that argument, and you're going, "Come on, that's not even real." There's not, there's not even, you can't, and like I would, I it's one hundred percent. You're going, right? No, right? No, yeah, but you have to have, you know, that you have to have a reason for people to whether they're watching you. People watch Skip Bayless, they watch Stephen A. because they like him, or they hate watch the hell out of him. A lot of people watch the, the Skip and Shannon show because they hate Skip Bayless. Some people hate Shannon Sharp, which I find that hard to believe. But Skip, you know, Skip, Skip. <laughs> That's it. That's all I do. That's good. It's, just that, it's that it's him and Mel Kuyper Jr. confused at who's in the room and yelling at each other. Skip, Skip, Todd, Todd, Skip, Todd, Skip, Todd, Skip, Todd, Skip, Skip, Todd, Todd, Skip, Skip, Todd. Sound like one of those beat machines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You just wrote a bit for me. There that's we a, go. Yeah. Skip, 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 skip. Ta, ta, skip, ta, skip, ta, 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 skip, 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 ta, 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 ta. Until your wife comes and yanks the cord out of the wall. That would just keep doing that. But yeah, that's. I, I think that's it. It's just like a little bit of nothing wrong with a little hate watching. Um, but there's again, you have to provoke people. To give a shit. I think it's easier to. to, to I think it's just. A, it's so easy to like to to watch things and get mad. And misery loves company. And it just that's what it devolves into. Everybody's miserable all the time, complaining about each other. Well, all, I do think that depression, and maybe we might have to say this for another talking point, but I think depression is pervasive. I think it hits a lot of men and unlike women that are at least more in charge of their emotions in terms of being sad earlier in life over a boy or being sad about the way you feel about your body because you mature and you're more aware of how the world views you as a young person so you're sad earlier I think a lot of men a lot of I can only speak for the guys that I know and I would say I have a pretty large swath of friends uh Black guys from the Midwest, white guys from Florida, you know, just I, I know a little bit everybody. And depression is something I think a lot of people are dealing with. And it manifests itself in drinking and drugs and uh, dysfunctional relationships uh, on social media, anger um, and a general disconnect from society. And I think that's something that we have to address, that a lot of people are self-medicating with Jameson and Bud Light and you know I I've never heard for all the things that I've heard in my life I've never or rarely had a grown man talk to me and just say I think I'm depressed and I would say that the majority of men will be depressed at some point in their life and I definitely was definitely have been but didn't even have the emotional language to even know what the hell that was do you think you've ever been like depressed? Uh other than right now, yeah, with this, all, all this right talk right about depression, yeah, uh, bummer chat without great show until that <laughs> point. 
Uh, do I ever think I've been depressed? I'll tell you when I am the saddest. When I start to worry about what everybody else is doing. Mm. Because I think if you worry about yourself and you know where you're at and you're concentrating on that, you are generally pretty happy if you're working at it. The problem is social media puts everybody else in front of you. And it it does it constantly, immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, forever, infinitely. So you look at you look at your Instagram feed. There are two things. You'll see an, uh, a friend who's an actor who gets something, and you're like, "Good for them." Then you're like, "I don't get anything like that." Mm-hmm. And then you look, today. "Oh, somebody yeah. else got that." Oh, some look that this person's podcast is getting downloaded. In the millions, this person has this going. And you a piece of you is happy for them, but another piece of you goes, well, I don't have that. Now, I think we're pretty successful people. We have our ups and downs in this business. But can you imagine if you are somebody who has a lot of potential, an artist who is working uh, as a... Even in, even fairly successful as a stockbroker or something like that, but uh, you know, making a decent living, has a family, but always really wanted to be an artist and doesn't have the time for that. And then they see all this stuff out there and they're like, "I could do that. I can." And they're missing out on that. Mm-hmm. If you, I grew up average. My my dad had an average income. I didn't know how rich some other people were. Because I wasn't around it. But a a friend of mine, a kid, uh, Alvin, from the Virgin Islands, would come to our house and thought we were rich. Yeah. And I'm going, I think we're okay. And then we would go somewhere. I've been at a billionaire's house now just recently. And to be at a billionaire's house. You can just say my name. um, Al. Everything I've ever thought was amazing is nothing compared to a billionaire's house because a billionaire they everything and it might not be every billionaire might not be warren buffett but but the the extravagant ones right everything in their house might look cool but then it has their name or the logo of their favorite team everything is custom and about them and you're going well, I have I have a nice house, but they have their initials everywhere on every single tile. Yeah. That's incredible. Right. Every color is custom to be, like I said, their favorite team. So what you don't know doesn't bother you. When you start to know, it bothers you. And I that come back is, and look at these FC list tiles at your house. Yeah. I don't I need some just, Frank Caliendo tiles. What am I, a failure? Yeah. Failure complete. Bump. FC. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but there is, but there is a reality to that. If you don't know there is something better out there, you don't worry about it. You see something with somebody better. Out. They say that about Instagram and everything. That people put fake things out there. Everybody puts a filter on their picture to make themselves look that much better. Yeah. And everybody's doing that all the time. And then you feel that's where the depression comes from. And that I think to 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 bring it back to how we started, um, and I think we need to, to wrap it up here um, 
before we record our 85 other pods. Yes. And promos. I'm going to break this one up. Um, which, and like I said to you before the pod, we weren't going to mention 4th of July, then I immediately started with <laughs> That's it. That's always it was on my head. It was fascinating. I think, I think, it, I think it works because I think people are just having this and time And also, right now. after the 4th of July pass, it's not like people are like, they never want to hear about it again. Some people will. <laughs> some people will not want to hear about it. But I think... Now everything's out there to tie it back into what we're talking about that bothers everybody. And then everybody talks about all the things, including the 4th of July, the flag shoes. They can put it out there immediately and start the fight. Then everybody wants to win. And it's everything we talked about in this podcast. One, it's you didn't know this was out there. Well, everybody knows stuff is out there. Two, the discussion starts, but it's not a discussion. It's an argument. And three, you have to win. Yeah. Four, you're depressed because your complaint, your side might not be winning. Your side might you don't like. You see all the negative comments for people who think differently than you. It all fits. It's this big snowball going up the steps, going down the hill. However you want to look at it, it's tough, and that's what we're dealing with because everybody's so interconnected. And I truly don't believe we were meant to be right. And don't forget, lastly, this is all brand new to the human condition. Right, dealing with this, your grandfather never could walk into my house, go to Zillow.com and see how much I paid for it. Like, this is an $800,000. Like, you know everything now. We know everything. And we have no data to show what the long-term effects of that are on the human mind. For the rest of your life, you have to know everything because you have to. You know Cam Newton's cap salary hit. You know that Juliet in two months has to get her visa because she's going to China. You know what? To, yes. All these things you have to know. And I kind of look at our, our older generation, how great it must have just been to just for a day not know shit, not yeah. have to just think to about anything. Just like dinner's going to be on the table in 40 minutes. I'm going to eat that. And then we'll see where the day takes me. Instead, it's just like, Frank, you didn't check that email. You have to forward that. We can't move forward. The production assistant needs you here. Send the car. Your wife needs the. It's just there's there's a lot on everybody, man, woman, and child. And I think we're going to see the effects of it, good, bad, and indifferent, over the next couple decades because we don't know yet. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, one. Randy, how'd I do? Did I uh, keep from interrupting too much? Two, um, you said uh, my grandfather could come into your house. You, your grandfather never could have come into my no, grandfather's house. No, that probably wouldn't happen. Janky, well, it could have. It'd be the last time. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. I, no, I don't think he was that bad, Grandpa Janky, but yeah, he, he was, was. not a fan. He name was, was not we a fan talked about this. Browns. His name was Grandpa Janky. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> just sounds like that's his real, yeah. like that's his last name. He's living up there. He's got to do. know. It's not a, uh, a uh, colloquialism. Yeah. It's J-A-N-K-E. That's yeah. my heritage. Do you think um, I could have won him over? Uh, in some ways, yes. Because as he got older, he he was still prejudiced. But um, like he, we, I, when he was dying, uh, he he want he said uh, he hated certain groups of people, and we were like, why? And Except for his big booty Jamaican nurse, and he couldn't remember why. Yes, he didn't, I like, love Teresa. Just, <laughs> he's like, we just did. All right, <laughs> at Alan Frank. <laughs> On uh, Twitter and Instagram at Al Jackson IG, you can find us uh, or uh, talk to us on Reddit 
as well, r slash try to be serious, and um, at or, or al at alanfrank.com or frank at alanfrank.com. Let us know what you're thinking. We're going to try and or we will be using more and more of those topics as we go. Randy, I hope I did better for you and for the audience. I think uh, it's a little easier when we're in the room together. And any parting uh, words, Al? Man, uh, just don't ever talk about the 4th of July after, after the days pass. You just piss Frank off. So just remember that. No 4th of July talk until July 3rd, 2020. But the 5th of July is my favorite day. There we go. I want a hot dog. Can we have? Can we arrange for that? <laughs> How fast can you eat it? Uh, that was gonna... weirdly sexual, but... No, uh... no, 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 no. It's a Nathan's joke. I See? Know. You See? know the context. There we go. But I want to talk about that, too. We can't. I know. We got to go. I want to talk about the hot dog eating context.